0: that's chumbacasino.com. No um, purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: So, I think what I'll do is I'll introduce you to my co host Laura Burton Lawrence so she could take over for a minute while I wriggle out of my clothing. Thank you, Sean. Yes, there's not much room to Which is move very appropriate for today's topic, isn't it? It is, yes.
2: I did have a look in my wardrobe to see if I could get with the theme, but um, there wasn't anything yeah, there really. No. But I put my sexy boots on. I, so, did, uh, I did
1: try, but I couldn't stretch <laughs> it over. It was... should, I could have borrowed it. <laughs> 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 Steady on now, dear, steady oh, well. <laughs> Stead <laughs> on. Steady on. I'm just saying this isn't what I'm doing here isn't very erotic. I'm not exactly wriggling out of my clothes. I'm just sort of um shifting. Yeah, launching them off. <laughs> okay, okay, so Uh, Here we are. Right, finally, I've done that. Um, We're on Wib Radio. The hashtag is hashtag Wib Radio. And we are here on Channel Radio. And if you want to be listening again, it is on www.channelradio.co.uk. Laura, I think I'm going to hand it over to you, Laura. Laura, what have you been doing this week? Well, I've... I've It's one of
2: those things where the week has just flown by as usual, but um, I sort of seem to be sitting in the office most of the time and uh, behind the computer doing lots of website work for my clients, so just sort of updating pages and rewriting some content to make things a bit more sort of interesting for for people viewing websites but it's something actually I really enjoy because it's it's, it's a nice thing to turn some quite dull text into something that's a bit more friendly and quite exciting to read really, So, uh, so I've been doing a lot of that and And also, I've been doing the website updates for the Eden Valley Business Show. So that's going to be going live soon. Um, And that's very exciting. That's taking place on the 18th of September at Hever Castle Golf Club. So as soon as that's ready to go, I'll be uh, giving it a plug on the show. And talking of business shows, you've been a bit busy, Sean. Oh, you? I have,
1: haven't I? I've been showing off as usual. <laughs> I'm down at the Kent B2B, really fantastic, um, fantastic turnout. And I was um, one of the speakers down there talking about social media and email marketing um, to a packed house, which was brilliant because um, all of these. Um, Workshops and speaking sessions are free to delegates and also exhibitors. Um, I just want to give a little bit of a shout out for the Kent B2B actually because um, they were the highest number of delegates ever there this year since the um since the show's been starting um and it was the other thing that struck me and having had feedback from the organizers of the show um which is carol black and best business events um on behalf of the victor channel radio no that's us invictor In In <laughs> chamber so i'm going away for the weekend after this oh, right. and i'm all i'm all of a dither don't switch off just yet Belsha. i am i'm, I'm all Keep of a going. dither <laughs> you've only got another hour to go and then, then you can switch <laughs> think off that's it um the um the, in the Kent and Victor Chamber, what was I saying? Um, is that delegates were really going to so many of the um, little added extras that were their opportunities for them to be learning. So it wasn't just about networking and connecting this year. There was a lot going on, if you like, on the sidelines. Um, and I've heard from them that people are actually booking already for next year's stands. So if you want to exhibit the uh, Kent B2B next year, you better get in um, because the stands are booking up already. The other thing that was slightly different this year was um, that we had quite a lot of um, French businesses over there as part of the Transmanche um, enterprise. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that that was really interesting. And lots of bonjours. Lots of bonjours. Well, they 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 had little canapes. Oh, they, very yes, nice. Um, Frog's legs? Just, <laughs> no, thank you. Which <laughs> just my knees are a bit badly. <laughs> dear <laughs> yeah no so um yes yeah, so back back to reality no it was a, a really really good show um and you can catch up with what was going on and also have a look at it if you are interested in exhibiting next year or want to make sure that you get it into your diary um if you go to www.kentb2b.co.uk or also go and hunt around for carol black online um and you'll be able to find out more about
2: it And i think it's great because they have shows in um all parts of Kent, don't they? I think they have four shows a year, don't they, the Kent B2B? So, yeah. So, yeah. so, so wherever um, you are based in Kent, yeah, there's going to be Don't ask me
1: to get geographical or anything like that with North and West and No, East, I did go to the West
2: Kent one in, in Tunbridge, So, uh, you know, but no, the, it's it's great the way that it gives the opportunity for businesses all over Kent to attend one of the, the shows. And they're all, you know, just as good as mm. the other with great speakers and, and everything else.
1: And I, oh, the speakers are fantastic. They are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this year we had Daniel Priestley, Warren Cass and me I was was running something there as well Um, but they're always really good quality sorry that sounds a bit cheesy I'm saying it about myself but they are always good quality speakers and good quality events and of course it's free if you're a delegate
2: well they wouldn't have asked you if you weren't quality really well
1: obviously (laughs) I mean
2: that's (laughs) that's stunning I think you're going to start having a career where you just show off every day it
1: is is. I am a professional show off you are but you're very good at it thank thank you (laughs) you see this is why she's a co-host <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. so the eden bridge show is i i am going to uh, tease out a bit more of you uh, okay about it's that.
2: um yeah it's uh, the eden valley chamber of commerce so we're, we're a very small chamber of commerce but we mm. like to do things in a big way and we had a business show last year at heaver castle golf club and it was the first one we did and and it was just a real success because we are so far sort of to the sort of west of kent that it um it of pulls in businesses from surrey and sussex as well because we're right on the border so so we're going to do another one of those we've got a um a sort of networking breakfast to launch it with a speaker and then we're also going to have a lunchtime um you know sort of networking event with a speaker as well and we got sort of space for about i think 60 stalls um so we, you know we sort of got everyone who, who was there last year is coming on board and we're just you know about to launch all the um relevant bits about how you can book and everything mm. in the next sort of week or two but um but do you much
1: the stands are for the exhibitors? It is,
2: I think, £95 for chamber members. Um, that's even Valley Chamber members. Mm. And 145 for non-chamber members. Mm. Um, and then you get, um, I think you get lunch with that and, and everything else so um, you know but the, all, the full details will be available very very soon because I can't wait it's the first time I've been involved in organising um, one of these shows I normally organise community events down in Edenbridge but um, I thought I'd sort of move my move myself over to the more business orientated mm-hmm. um, activities that we're up to and it's been really really exciting and it's a it's nice to feel part of a sort of a group as well and working with a team you know sort of other chamber members and, and that's really nice and it all helps grow my own business at the same time time
1: and, and, and that's what it's all about and if you're if you're sort of listening in and you're thinking well that's all very well but i don't live in kent um you know this sort of thing goes on all over the country and i dare say it goes goes on all over the world it goes on internationally as well and i think the first um starting point is actually to check in certainly if you're in the uk check in with your local chamber of commerce you know find them sort out their website um get on there see what events they're running see if there are any local shows going on also local authorities um are another good place they will very often be aware of these sorts of events going on and of course most of them are free to delegates
3: well, so it. even
1: if you don't want to exhibit there are you know they're a fantastic opportunity to be going along saying hello um and getting your name out yeah, there. getting your name out there and just meeting other people you know lurk around the coffee shops there are very often sort of coffee tea and coffee stands um sometimes there are you make it sound a bit sleazy now it is sleazy <laughs> <laughs> it is well, I suppose that you, there are some of those the, the
2: networking tarts you know on the circuit so. I, oh, I am a well-known linkedin tart
1: <laughs> i'm not coy you want to connect with me on linkedin i'll connect with you
2: you connect with anyone
1: I will and everyone I, I will that's that's just that's just what I do um I mean for instance at the Kent B2B there was both a, a breakfast a lunchtime and a dinner sort of networking events which obviously that you know they, they were extra so you, you you're free as a, as a delegate to go in and join in during the day but if you wanted to do the breakfast the lunch or the dinner then you had to pay but of, of course what you're going to get there is other businesses that have paid to do it and the thing that was different this year was that um, there were people who were going to all of those Events, Wriky. as opposed to just going to you know treating themselves to a, a, a breakfast, for instance, or a dinner. There was some the people who had booked into all three um so elasticated um, sort of trousers, were pretty much the, <laughs> of the day there. Yes. Yes you can't ever do these
2: things and start putting on a lot of weight you, know, you, you,
1: you, you, you you certainly can but if if you're looking you know at other places in the u k or, or just out and about you know find out where these events are going on and then see what other networking events are surrounding them because very often there will be breakfast times when of course it's it becomes a, a little bit easier to connect with people than when everybody's wandering around well that's right
2: and uh, and you know we do do it particularly well in Kent, I have to say, but uh, we we do don't we? <laughs> but yes, I have. I have seen comments. We do have uh, listeners from outside of Kent, which is really great. Mm. You know, soon we'll be national. Well, yeah, absolutely
1: international.
2: <laughs> in, yeah, indeed. We do. We do have
1: listeners in Universal. Australia, actually, that we know. <laughs> <laughs> we know about. Okay, so enough of that. Um, where are we moving on to now? We've done what I'm doing this week. Oh, I suppose we better start talking about the topic this week, hadn't we? Oh, I think a lot of people are tuning in just to to see what, what's going to be said. I think so. I, I think they may be disappointed because we do we do um, we do broadcast according to some sort of British broadcasting guidelines. Really, we we do. Yes, yeah, so we do have to behave ourselves.
2: Well, we always do anyway. I know.
1: So although we're talking, we're going to be talking about erotica.
2: Oh, cranky! I
1: know. Didn't you know? Well, I I thought that was the only reason
2: you were here. (laughs) (laughs) And I I just found out yesterday that my father and my my big brother, they they listen to the show as well. So we need to keep it clean because, Dad, I am a good girl. (laughs) She is. She's
1: very good. And all of that stuff is just not true at all. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Let me... um, let me introduce my guests today. So, first of all, we have Claire Joyce. Morning. Morning. And Claire is a, well, she's a lovely photographer. I've used Claire. But I have to say not for what she's going to be talking to us about not today. Yet, not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> you, and we also have Elizabeth Cage. Hello. Now, Elizabeth, um, I, I'm going to say that's actually your pen name.
3: Yes, it's one of my pen
1: names. So it's one of Elizabeth's, um, Elizabeth Cage, that's her pen name. Now, Elizabeth um, writes about erotica. And Claire, you do all sorts of bits and pieces surrounding erotica.
4: Yes, certainly do.
1: Go on, tell I'm going to have to tease okay. this out of you, aren't I? No, just a little bit. Go yeah. on, get on with it. <laughs> on. <laughs> Pretend I'm one of your clients. They don't seem to have too much trouble. <laughs>
4: Basically, these days, anything goes. Um, Since the world-famous nail book, Fifty Shades, everybody seems to be so much freer. The the inhibition seems to have gone, and now people want to have their photos taken, either on their own or with their other half. Um, I even have clients that hire models so that they've got a couple photo without a couple.
1: Okay. But uh, so, sorry, sorry. Run me by that again. <laughs> look,
4: I have a lot of single ladies. Ah, right. Yeah, oh, okay. Now ladies. I understand. Yeah. So not
1: not a couple who get rid of one half of their couple and bring in a, <laughs> <laughs> I was interested for the moment there and bringing a substitute for you the know, morning or something. Know,
4: a single lady that wants the couple um, portrait
1: look. Right. Um,
4: but doesn't necessarily want the um, couple side
1: of things. Have you got a catalogue of men? Uh, yes, I do. That's handy. It is, isn't it? Yes. And where is this? Where do you keep this catalogue of men? I'm
4: mainly in the head area. In your head? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know,
1: know
4: quite a few models that are quite happy to pose uh, male and female models, that is. So
1: it's all good. Okay. Right, Elizabeth. Um, now, El- Elizabeth, you are an erotic. Well, you're an author, aren't you? Um, you're an author, and one of the genres that you write in is erotica.
3: Yes, that's right. Yes.
1: And you also you do all sorts of bits and pieces around erotica as well, don't you? Because I understand that you're an after-dinner speaker?
3: Yes, yes. Um, as well as writing short stories, which is what I mainly concentrate on with erotica, I also write articles. And um, I'm a Uh, refreshingly different after dinner speaker, I've been told, um, for different business groups and corporate clients. And I do writing workshops as well, and I can come and and talk to to writing groups. Okay.
1: So, let me explain why I've asked both of you on there, Um, because it's not just about the erotica angle, because you you actually have um, some very interesting other businesses going on around this, which I think uh, Creates a little bit of a conundrum because both of you are operating in what we call the erotica, the sex industry, the sex business. But also both of you do very different aspects of of your core business as well. So, Claire, you also do photography for weddings, children, sort of portraits and also business because you've done my business photos, um, you know, as as well as Pete Bresser. You've you've taken photos for me for LinkedIn and all sorts of bits and pieces. Um, Elizabeth, you are also a children's author. And, uh, but just an author generally. And it's about how you, it, it, for me, it, it, the interesting thing is balancing out what the almost sort of polar aspects of your businesses and how these meld together. Because um, it could be that somebody who's looking for a children's book or a, child, a, a photographer to photograph their children um, may not be too keen if they find out that you are also an erotic author or that you take erotic pictures. So, that's the main reason here. hear. Have you got any comments about that before we... We're going to head over to a song in a minute.
4: Yeah, totally. The, trying, trying to keep things separate is, is paramount for me. I've spent eight, nine years building a reputation around family portraits, um, but the industry, on the other side of things, is going from strength to strength. But So, for me, it is completely running the businesses as two separate businesses... Um, and not blurring the lines I think that's the key just, just not blurring the lines although saying that I do get a lot of brides coming, and obviously if I'm doing a wedding and they want their boudoir pictures taken so sometimes oh, yeah. it can cross over just slightly
1: gotcha and Elizabeth how does that work for you
3: and um, well I think it is I find it quite important to to keep different personas um I write articles and factual um, pieces, um, and I use a pen name for that. I have a different pen name for the children's books, well, mainly for teenagers that I write for, um, and another pen name for the erotica, and I, f- I find it's very important to keep them separate, have separate identities. Um, I mean, lots of authors have more than one pen name, some very well-known ones as well, and it, it's it's a kind of branding, really. Mm
1: um and I, th- I think you know as, as businesses I mean Laura and I um also business women not necessarily in the sex industry although I have had <laughs> I have had a few comments about this radio show um but I certainly have um very different approaches to some of the people that I work with on the one hand I'm very very corporate and on the other hand I work one-to-one um with heart-centered businesses and it's a very different approach it's a very different look and feel Oh, it is. And, and, you know, it's sort of instinctively, you know, exactly which approach you need to take.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I remember moving from the corporate world into, into being self-employed and I realised that I didn't need to be power dressing um, for doing the business that I needed to do. So uh, it made me change the way I approached everything as well.
1: Because it can, it can create problems, you know, if, if, if I'm dealing with somebody who's very, very corporate and I'm putting stuff out on social media and generally getting stuff out there if I'm going to talk, um, uh, if I'm targeting a very, very corporate business, that's what they're going to want to see and they're going to want to hear that sort of language and see me in my power suit. Exactly. Um, whereas somebody who is perhaps a heart-centred therapist, that, that can become quite intimidating They think, actually, you know, she's not right for me, that's not the sort of person that can help me or... She She's not in my price range. Well, that's
2: it, and I think as well, you know, a lot of us do have not just one business that we're we're managing, and uh, you know, we, it is different the way we approach how we market mm. our businesses. So not just um, because one of them is in the sensitive or you know, erotic area, but uh, you know, we have to think carefully. Are you allowed
1: to mention erotic area? i not... <laughs> I think I can just that
2: one's just just under the line, you know. Do you reckon? I think so. <laughs> yes. Like I say, I'm a good girl.
1: <laughs> or under the desk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, we've got four women in here. It's getting it's getting quite hot. Um, we've got quite a long song because it's almost time for a comfort break. I'm heading out there. Um, let's go over. And what we've got here is this is actually suggested by. Let's have a look. Um, Kevin Edmonds of DMS Graphics. You can get hold of Kevin on Twitter. i gonna may have spotted that that wasn't Martin Gay or Marvin Gay. I <laughs> I don't know what happened. I pressed the it's the knobs again. I pressed the buttons too many times. I think and no Paul it isn't my nails Um, my nails are perfectly okay I'm quite good with knobs with my nails now I'm getting much better Um, I I did try and do what's the matter with Claire? I think we're having a bit bit of a meltdown here (laughs) put yourself together dear Put yourself together. Do stuff. Have a have a have a a blow. Have a bit of a somebody fan her, will you? (laughs) (laughs) We're coming to her in a minute, and she's all hysterical. I did actually try and have a theme this time on the records because you know, uh, uh, Laurie, you know, I don't like themes. No, you don't. I don't like themed records. Um, apart from that, you know, very often we're talking about things like Google Plus. I don't know. Have you have you ever managed to find a record theme? You know, three or four songs that fit in with Google Plus. I haven't. I think, I think <laughs> we should
2: we should ha- perhaps see if anyone can come up with any any suggestions.
1: Oh, oh thanks. today's <laughs> But today's show, I think the theme is quite easy. It is. It is. So so we missed Marvin Gaye. We just sort of hopped past, um, and we went straight into Dirty. Who sings uh, that. Uh, oh, thanks. Oh, okay. I thought, <laughs> I thought
2: you might have
1: known. <laughs> I do know. Right. I do know. Okay. I, I did have to ask. It me. No, I'm going to tell you now because I know it was Christina Aguilera. Oh, okay and coming up next if i don't if i get the knobs right we've got need you tonight in excess very very sexy song i think it's very dangerous actually saying what you're going to be playing because you might not well play. Uh, but people have got used to it now haven't they this is
2: true i think you should just do it as a theme is not play what you say you're oh, going to play
1: I, actually i did have i did have quite a spate of that where i started <laughs> doing it on purpose it's all a, you know as marketers we have to manage people's expectations don't we we do indeed. Yeah, so yes. I, what I'm doing is managing people's expectations. No. And what I say I'm gonna play just isn't gonna happen. Cunning. I don't <laughs> I don't know if it's a very good business ploy. Anyway, the last song, if we ever get round to it, is You Sexy Thing by Hot Chocolate. Oh, that's a good one. It could be, couldn't it? It could be. But anyway, shall we now Claire's managed to pull herself together. Let's uh let's get back to the um to the to the matter in hand. Um so Claire, Claire Joyce, photographer to families, pets, business people and um, singles and couples who are looking for boudoir and erotic shots.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Basically. So what sort of people come to you?
4: Uh, It's strange, actually. You would have expected uh, a certain type of person. But to be honest, it's anyone from 18 to 80 that comes to me.
1: And how, how do you find them? Or how do they find you? Perhaps that's a they, better... Yeah,
4: they generally find me. I only advertise at the moment on social media, so I can only resume they come in from there. Um, I do have quite a few people, other photographers, that refer these people to me as well, because perhaps it's an area that they, they aren't into at the moment, okay. or don't necessarily want to go into.
1: And do they, um, so when you, you connect up with, um, with, with these other photographers, do you go out there and actively seek them out, if you like, offline, or are they finding you online? They're all finding me online. Right, okay, so you're not going along and, and, and what we call JVing and setting up with them, you're actually, they're, they're coming across you online and they're referring people over to yeah, you. Yeah,
4: and then through networking groups as well, okay. I I'll go to. To quite
1: a few of those, and people find me from there. So do, when you go along to the networking groups, do you take literature with you that actually sort of explains what it is that you do? Do you have two different types of literature?
4: Um, I tend to just go with the bare pictures to the networking. Um, oh, that's interesting. It is quite... Um, my lad, say it's quite male-dominated, and a lot of the networking groups that I go to.
1: So, are um, these business networking groups you're going to? Yes. So, you're going along to business networking groups, yes. which tend to be male-dominated. You're going along with information um, about boudoir bare-naked photos, yeah. with some quite sexy pictures on the front. I,
4: quite often, take and you just sort photos, of leave yeah. them,
1: and and sort of as a little topic of conversation, yeah. and people contact
4: you later. Exactly. I mean, I, I just say to people, you know, I, I shoot anything and they kind of say kind of what? I say, well, anything as long as it's legal. Um, and it kind of opens the door. Now
2: really Laura's, and-
1: now Laura's <laughs> laughing. What?
2: Well, no, I, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I suppose you have to be very discreet if you're, you know, sort of getting clients from the, from the networking. So okay, I had a nice bare photo shoot with Laura Burton Lawrence the other week. And I think, oh, I don't know if I want everyone to know that. But um, we have to. Well, it's too later, late now, actually. Laura, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: surprise for the barrister broker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, i'm going to move over to elizabeth in a moment because you you have a slightly different approach don't you we we know you we know you as claire joyce and we know what you do both aspects of it yeah you are out on facebook um with two separate personas almost don't you, you have you as your personal profile and then you have two separate business pages, is that right? That's right. So one for the more mainstream photography and the other for the um, the erotica. Yeah,
4: keep, keep everything completely separate, okay. completely separate branding, all
1: the way down the line. So, but w- sat at the top of this branding is you. So yeah. I'm waving my hands about explaining this, and of course nobody can actually see that. It makes perfect sense here. Um, we can
2: see. You. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, that's, as long as we all understand each other, I'll that, well, tell you what, that's a start, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so there's Claire and then... And then there's your two business pages that you're out there. um, But you're quite open um, about the fact that it's you operating within those different areas.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: I'm going to move over to Elizabeth now because you have a a slightly different approach, don't you? Um, Because you operate under totally different pen names. But you also have a different strand in your business, don't you, as far as the erotica goes, which is that you do after dinner speaking.
3: Yes, so uh, yes, that's something I've started to do um, relatively recently.
1: I'm going to ask you the same thing that I've asked Claire. What sort of clients come to you for that?
3: Um, so far, uh, writing groups are interested because obviously, writing erotica is is much more of a it's much more mainstream than it ever used to be. When I started doing it, um, it's quite popular. So a lot of writers are interested in how you do it. But I've also given. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, after dinner talks to um, women's business groups and they really seem to enjoy having something that's a little bit different. So what sort of thing do you talk about? Um, the talk is called Secrets of an Erotica Author. And basically it's um, kind of giving you an idea of how I started how I got into writing erotica. Um, it's got lots of amusing anecdotes um, in the in the talk, and really talking about the industry and how things have changed. Um, so they get a lot of inside information that they probably wouldn't know any other way. So it's not
1: necessarily. Um, it, it really is very much the after dinner speaking aspect of it. Is very much from the dinner. Uh, from the business side it's me it's food again I'm always at it it was that picture I put up with the lolly and the mouth you see (laughs) people looked at that and went well it's just about food isn't it it's Sean. I'm surprised there's not a glass of wine there as well um but it's about people are getting you along you're talking about the business aspect of it rather more than a titillating talk about erotica
3: uh, yeah, I don't specifically talk about erotica. It's more about yeah. the the actual process of it, um, and I mean, the talk is is meant to be entertaining as well as informative. So it's very much an em- emphasis on entertainment. And I uh, say uh, uh, the comments I've had is that it, is, it was it was great fun, it was entertaining, and that it's very refreshingly different.
1: I, I would think it is. What I want to do before before we get too carried away, because it always tends to be a bit of a rush at the end, doesn't it? Um, there wasn't any pun intended there, mm-hmm. um, is that I want you to give out the details so that people can be contacting you because sometimes we just we just don't get to that bit. So, Claire, how do people get hold of you if they're, if they're interested in what I'll call the more mainstream photography, the business photography um, or the erotica and... What, what, I think it's what you call your bare bare naked? Uh, It's bare pictures. Bare pictures. Um, So I'm going to distinguish here because I know you you have boudoir on your normal website, don't you? Uh,
4: That's all been moved over to the bare pictures now. So it's completely separate on that side.
1: Okay. so how do people find those, get in contact with you firstly, and perhaps if they want to go to um, either of those different areas. Can you tell us? Yeah, I think the easiest way would be to
4: find me on Facebook. And that's Claire Joyce Photographer um and then underneath my name in the about me you'll have both businesses and you can link to both business pages and they will have
1: the websites on there Okay. The other thing I think uh, to remember is the hashtag for this radio show is hashtag with radio and um, all of our guests including Claire will have been in, in, included in tweets so you can go and find her on there there will also be posts by me um, Shana Murphy on Facebook and also Laura um, on Facebook that will have tagged both Elizabeth and Claire in them um, Also if you head over to the Channel Radio website which is www.channelradio.co.uk uk you're going to be able to find me there um, i say this every week i'm the airbrushed one um, click through on that you'll be able to see my bio and that goes through to my website and it's going to have all of the contact details where you can um get hold of the articles on my website and, and connect with um our guests okay the, the the phones and the bits and pieces the tweets are going mad here um <laughs> Can I move over to Elizabeth? Can you tell us, how do we get in contact with you?
3: Probably the simplest way of getting in contact is to go to my website, which is um, www.elizabethcage.com. And that has links to all the different ways that you can connect with me um, via Facebook, Goodreads, Pinterest, um, Wattpad. I also do a blog and I have a Facebook page
1: okay thank you a lot laurie you're you're opening and closing your mouth like a guppy (laughs) did you is that is that is that anything to do with our topic today or did you want to say something no no i'm
2: just (laughs) listening i was um I was laughing to myself, because when I was thinking of bear pictures, um, you know, Claire's Claire's website, it's B-A-R-E, not B-E-A-R. I suddenly had visions of um, little bear cubs um, in my head, and I was laughing to myself.
1: You know how these things happen. Give the microphone back, (laughs) honestly. I'll just return back to my little world. oh deary deary me now i want to um i'm gonna go very quickly over onto how both of you ended up um doing sort of working in the erotica industry because you both have core businesses don't you And but but spotted an opportunity um perhaps a trend in the market um and veered off slightly so who's going to go first claire you're poised <laughs> yeah for me um
4: obviously boudoir photography has been extremely popular probably for the whole time i've been a photographer um especially for brides and they like to give you know as a gift to their husband to be um but when the book came out the new famous book 50 shades which i just started noticing a growing trend of people that were actually actively seeking photographers to to do a little bit more than the boudoir and go into maybe a little bit of art and youth.
1: you see and this but this is so important so 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 what what has happened here is absolutely critical in business because you you, you weren't sort of actively sitting there looking for a, a different direction where you were a new direction Not at you all. Ju- it was just about sort of being a bit clued up as to what was going on around you in the world Really, wasn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely. Just noticing yeah. what was happening. No particular special tools, so not looking at any trends on Twitter or anything like this, not measuring anything, not quantifying anything. Just sort of keeping your eyes open in the world as to way the way that things were going and then looking at how this could benefit you or how you could um you, you could tap into it um and and go with the flow. Exactly.
4: So many people came to me um and said, you know, can we do a little bit more than the boudoir, so a little bit more than the lingerie, a little bit more art nude stuff. Um, And I have no problem with that, I'm completely open with that. Um, Once I've got the camera in my hand, you know, the subject in front of me is whatever it is. Um, And then a lot more people then come in to me and say, I'm so grateful we found you because there aren't that many female photographers that do this um and we feel a bit more comfortable with a female
1: because you you must have to there must be a skill in getting people to do what they do and i I'm, I'm going to drive some traffic to your website now because i've i've been onto it and it really is quite explicit it's not pornographic no. it's beautiful but it is explicit isn't yes. it yes yeah, so so your skill is actually make, making people feel comfortable enough I generally
4: talk them to death, that's half of it. We just sit and matter about the most mundane things.
1: You see, I'm missing a trick here. Absolutely.
4: I talk the whole time. And we talk about the weather, the, the, the family. It's completely mundane. And, and by the time we're actually getting any pictures, you don't really realise what's going on. Obviously, the after pictures are brilliant, and they portray exactly what people are after. But while you're there and doing photos, it's...
1: So your skill is making people feel comfortable yeah, and relaxed. Yeah, totally. Easier. And how
2: do, how do you find um, men feel um, when they're sort of having to do these art nude shots with their, you know, partners? Do they do they also feel relaxed? I can understand a woman feeling relaxed, but how do the men react?
4: Um, yeah, they're a lot more relaxed in general because <laughs> it's a bit strange, actually. They, they wouldn't want a man taking a picture of their wife or their girlfriend. They're quite comfortable for me to take it yeah Um, it it, it could they they do worry a little bit that obviously something might happen that they don't want to but like i say i'll just talk them
1: (laughs) them to death like what (laughs) not something you can probably mention on the radio (laughs) moving moving swiftly on um I, i must stop that laugh um elizabeth um was that very similar to your because you're an author aren't you let's get that straight you are an author and you are a writer um you write in more than one genre and that is your core business so how did you um because you now have two distinct areas don't you that's right so what came what what one came first was it um oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, strike that now, everybody's laughing. I don't know why um start again so how did you how did you branch out into the erotica
3: um it was It was kind of an accident really um and I started writing erotica in nineteen ninety nine long before fifty shades took off, so the market was quite different then, and initially, I started doing short stories and it was good fun. I enjoyed doing it. it was fun really more than anything else. And then I, again, like Claire was saying, you know, you kind of have to be aware of what's kind of going on sort of in the market. A new publisher was set up and I always look at the, um, the sort of the press to see new publishers were being created. And this particular publisher had an imprint which was Erotica, which was quite new at the time. And they're now one of the biggest erotic publishers. Um, incredibly successful, and I started sending stories to them, and appeared in their anthologies, and and they recently brought out a, a sort of a collection of twenty one of my short stories. So I've been with them for quite a long time. But again, it was being very aware of what's actually going on in the marketplace.
1: Okay, so it was. Um, did, were you actively looking for? Is this something you were doing actively, or is it something that, say, with Claire? I'm not saying it was passive because you had to be alert to it, but just something that that you noticed. Or were you saying, OK, I, I'm looking at different areas that I want to be writing in here?
3: As a writer, you just look for opportunities. Right, OK. And you just see what opportunities there are and you think, could I do that? And if the answer is mm. yes, then you do it.
1: So for you, it was quite active, um, actually out there looking for different um, ways, different people, different publications that you could write with. And Claire, for you, it was actually, it was so passive, um, but you were just keeping your ear to the ground, weren't you? basically yeah just yeah. noticed <laughs> yes and and just saw something was going on did you do any research around it to find out if your instinct was was true or did um, you just
4: dive in like me i just dived in to be perfectly honest i was already doing the boudoir anyway yeah. um and it just opened myself up to you know if somebody requested something a little bit more look towards the art and you then you know go for it <laughs>
1: That's, that's something, I mean, that's, that's an approach that I take, actually. Once two or three people have said, can you do that? And they've bought something from you. you like, hang on a minute. Okay, this is actually something A, people are asking for, B, they want, and C, they're prepared to pay the price. Exactly. Therefore, it must be a bit of a goer. Um, let's, <laughs> let's have a look at it. They're laughing again. Um, let's, have, let's have a look at it in a little bit more depth. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to move very quickly on now. I want to talk about um, the aspect of dealing with unwanted contact, especially in social media. I think any business out there, um, Laura and I, we're in business. We're not necessarily in the erotic business, but we are still in business. And it's quite difficult to, to... be in business from you know un- underneath the blankets, you do have to poke your head up and actually be seen and be heard and and occasionally what happens is people will contact you through social media i I have um, about three or four messages a day telling me i have a lovely smile and how beautiful i am um which is which is lovely the first time but then you realize it's actually quite automated as um, linkedin is not a dating website no, it's not. <laughs> i i get so
2: angry when people you know saying oh, let's hook up sometime have you pulled well, I could have done, but um, it, LinkedIn is not a site for that sort it's, of behaviour. It's not. Now,
1: this this happens on Facebook. I have to say, I don't, I, and Twitter. I don't have people on LinkedIn. I'm going to say that now, um, sort of oh, as, okay. asking me out. Oh no, I've in, only had it on LinkedIn. In that sort of... what Oh, oh, <laughs> well, that's very different, isn't it? <laughs> <They're> different, <laughs> you know, you know. People. I tell you what. I tell you what. That's the difference. It's Tunbridge Wells, isn't it? It must you be. You see, at some, Tunbridge Wells. You get pulled on LinkedIn. It's exactly see, well, I'm yes. who in Rochester? Me, Facebook and Twitter. Anything goes. Anywhere, yeah, anyone, yeah. I know. Anywhere. I yes. know. Soldiers. I have a lot of. Oh right. Yeah. But that is that is all perfectly harmless. Actually, it's not really it's not really going anywhere. Um, but how are you? dealing with it is it an issue for either of you because um really what you're talking about is a lot more overt and perhaps invitational you know sort of almost inviting people to contact you you know in an yeah, appropriate way <laughs> i do get a lot of people contacting me what do they do claire oh you'd be surprised
4: a lot of them just want to talk about how i would like them and what positions i would have them pose in it's just something obviously that that excites them, right? Okay. Um, on occasion, I have them have them ask if I would join in. Okay, which is completely different, but it is. It's trying to sort of weasel out the ones that are purely interested in actually having something done or the ones that just want to talk about it.
1: But also also it's about where that line is drawn, isn't it? Absolutely. Because I I don't know that there's too much... um, I I don't know that it's that unreasonable if somebody is taking um, sexy shots of couples that perhaps the next stage on is, well, actually, you know, is this something we can do as a threesome? Whereas for me, I'm out there, um, I'm, I'm not doing anything particularly erotic, I don't think. So if somebody came and asked me that, it's just totally away from everything I do in business. Whereas I can sort of see a thread.
4: Yes, yeah, it's knowing your boundaries as well and knowing when when you're going to say no and not being afraid of saying no um, when a request
1: like that is made of you. So but also it's yeah, it's it's about how you tackle it, isn't it?
4: Yeah, you obviously you've got to be very sensitive to somebody's feelings because they might actually be genuinely trying to find somebody that will take their photos um and want
1: actually want this done. Okay. Elizabeth, this is something that happens for
3: you? Um no, not particularly. Um it's kind of surprising in a way. When I started out using social media and had um, an email address on my website and started the blog, I suppose I was, I I did imagine that, that, you know, you might get um, people contacting you in a way that you didn't necessarily want them to. But I have to say, that very, very rarely happens.
1: Do you think that's got something to do with your target market, as in your your readers? Do you think, are are you going perhaps for a different type of audience, that they're not encouraged to approach you in that particular way? Or is it that you're not um, as active? Because, Claire, you're actually quite active with your customers, aren't you?
4: Yeah, I interact all the time. Yeah, with them.
1: so so yeah, interact—that's the word. So you're interacting with 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 your customers and your clients. Whereas Elizabeth, you apart from the after dinner speaking when you're talking about business, you're not really directly interacting with them, are you? It's through a, it, it's through the, the written word.
3: Yes, I mean sometimes on the blogs I might write a particular topic and invite comments, but um, generally speaking, I suppose my work is, is aimed at women readers, and um, I just I just. You know, I've had, I've had very little problems really um, with with people contacting me in a way that made me feel uncomfortable.
1: So the the advice here, maybe, and Laura, perhaps you can you can chip in here, um, is you know you, you you get yourself out there as a business. You have to be seen. You have to be heard. And every now and then, there are going to be inappropriate approaches and perhaps comments made. Um, and really, I mean, Claire, you probably are dealing with them in a far greater way than Laura and I are, but it's sort of okay. You, you... I have no problem yeah. with it
4: at the end of the day, so, you know, it's, it's absolutely fine with me. And keeping the interaction going, you never know where that's going to lead. Obviously, I'm not going to, you know, be completely inappropriate myself. It's hmm. just trying to get out of them what it exactly it is that they're after and, and how I can help them.
1: Okay. Were you going to say something, Laura? no. No, <laughs> not
2: at all. Well, I think it's. I think you know it's very different because of. The nature of our work but um there's always going to be people <laughs> contacting you that aren't related to work
1: sometimes some of the things i get especially around linkedin is um, oh I, I don't want to connect with people i don't know because things will happen and i think the message here is saying yeah things will happen um, you are going to be contacted you're going to be contacted by people you don't necessarily want to hear from you're going to be contacted by people who don't particularly want to do business with you they're they're after all sorts of bits and pieces but you know as, as part of being in business we do need to meet people we don't already know because well, we're, we're going to run out of relatives and friends um, that, that want to spend money on websites really aren't we and, and do stuff with us as far as business is concerned well, so exactly I mean I have to say actually I, I do get inundated um,
2: by printers. Um, obviously, because I publish magazines, so I think of
1: course, yes. every day I have uh, yeah. Pretty- um, Lisa Settle, she's on Twitter on Lisa M Settle, and she is the owner of Telcare, and she's tuning in. And she said she's tuned in just to get an earful of me laughing. Well, it's been quite interesting today because my son, who I don't think is actually quite twigged that I go live on the radio every Thursday, has rung four times. So if you can hear that buzzing, um, that's what it is. He's actually left his keys in the back of the car. And we're supposed to be going off to Devon. Oh, dear. I know. Without him, then. Without... I'd be- <laughs> <laughs> yes, without him. <laughs> I'm so proud, because he's only 25, and he can use the phone now. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, uh, never mind. Um, now, where were we? Um, let's get going again with this. We're on air. It's all going quite well. Um, now, the next thing I wanted to have a chat with, uh, have a chat about, was being a heart-centred business. Um, where you, you sort of fall into the category of almost becoming an agony aunt. I think, you know, I, I do business coaching. Laura, you sort of, you're helping different businesses with their marketing. I help different businesses with their marketing. And that's, that can become very much a sort of supportive thing. It's, after all, it's people that run businesses, isn't it? And well, yeah, We all, it, we all yes. have our own stuff. Um, when you start dealing with them, um, you, do, you do get into that sort of role. You do. And
2: I I find, um, particularly when I'm talking to to start-up businesses, and I I always sort of try and give as much help as I can because I was in that position once. And if it wasn't for the people around me, I wouldn't have moved forward. And, uh, you know, I I love the way people say I've been very inspiring for them. So uh, that's always a nice thing.
1: But it can be quite difficult. And this is where I'm going to come on to our guests today, Claire and and Elizabeth, because you're you're both dealing with um, really quite intimate parts of people's lives um and how you know it's really about how we balance that approach that's made to us to sort of help in help it almost as an agony aunt with actually the need to earn some money um because very often with our roles as agony aunts um they're sort of unpaid aren't they yeah absolutely i mean
4: i have somebody in the studio you, you tend to find certainly with the lay one no i, I want to say that with, with both males and females they have areas about their body that they're not particularly a fan of, um, and a lot of people. As soon as I meet them and I say that I'm a photographer, um, they say oh, I'm not very photogenic. Um, so you spend a lot of time actually sort of coaxing people to to the point where well, you know we you are photogenic. You know we we can do something and we can hide those bits that you're not perhaps keen on, and we can make you you look fabulous and, and sexy if you're having like a boudoir portrait taken.
1: Elizabeth, does this affect you as as much? I mean, you, you have that distance, really, don't you, between yourself and your readers? Um, so you don't necessarily have that one to one contact. But is this something that affects you?
3: No, it's not really an issue for me. Um, I mean, when when I blog about certain things, then I invite comments and I can have a dialogue with mm. readers, and that's that's great. I really enjoy that. Um, but other than that, no, I don't. It, as you say, it's kind of more of a one step removed.
1: Mm. So, as, as businesses who are dealing one to one, how how can we handle this? Because we do we do have to earn the money, don't we? And there is there is a balance to be had here, and we have to find it. Um, otherwise, we're basically we're out on the streets. We can't live on lipsticks and wheelbarrows and barter and, and getting stuff back. If so, only so. <laughs> <laughs> so how how do we sort of manage manage this role and and, and maintain this balance? Got any tips, anybody? I think you just have to
4: you have to kind of listen to the mm. and be the agony aunt because that makes you more approachable. Um, and a lot of people refer to me because of that reason, because I'm, I'm relaxed and, and, you know, easy to get on with. And I think so. it,
1: it, it's something that to some extent we um, I think now through experience understand that it is going to happen yeah. and perhaps build it into uh, the pricing structure.
4: Absolutely. You always yeah. allow time for that. And,
1: and allow, allow time in the delivery of, we'll call it your product, but in the delivery of your product, allowing time to actually build that aspect into it.
2: Yeah. And it's about building trust as well. Yeah. And, you know, once you've got that, then you, you should have a, a new client on board because they, they know you're going to give good advice and, and be, you know, sort of catered to their needs and everything else.
1: And and just that bit of time there, and of course, it can be quite. um, It it can become a little tricky when when the client friend boundary gets blurred, can't it? Do you find that that happens, Claire, or are you able? Are you? Do you manage to sort of keep that quite strict?
4: No, I I do manage to keep that quite strict. I have a lot of friends that are clients as well,
1: Um, but the 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 balance is quite different. So they step in through the door, and they become clients. They become clients, absolutely. OK, well, we have only got a couple of, uh, we've literally only got a couple of minutes um, left. Um, Laura, got any, anything, any comments or anything that well, like, don't I involve PVC or pushing yourself into something?
2: I think that sort of after today's show, I think it really iterates the importance of if you do have more than one, um, you know, sort of type of product or service you're offering just to keep them separate. Um, and, and, you know, each product or service will then do much better if you, if you, if you sort of just remember that.
1: Yeah so so let's go over and we'll have some top tips. Shall we take that as your top tip? Yes. Laura in business. Yes. Okay. Let's put these ladies on the spot. Claire, what's your top business tip?
4: My top business tip would be um to go with your heart. If you're if you're asked to do something, if it doesn't feel right to you, don't do it. No job is worth t- you know taking on that that task if you're not comfortable with it. So just go with your heart. Perfect.
3: Elizabeth, have you got a tip? Um, I think my main tip would be have lots of contingency plans.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Okay, I like I like that one. So, Laura, go on.
2: I was just going to say that was a good one.
1: It was short um, but sweet. So, what about what do you what do you know now that you wish you'd have known then? anybody got anything for that?
4: Yeah, for me, um, great influence, and, and and I'd like to think of it as a good friend. Um, told me to do what you love,
1: get good at it, and don't worry about the money because the money will come. I like that. I love that one. Elizabeth, have you got one? or Are you all all talked out now? Because you're a writer, aren't you? You're not a Gabby like me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did think a lot about this question. I was trying to think of something really deep and profound, and I couldn't. But then it kind of struck me, I suppose really having some idea when I started in 1999 of how powerful social media would become and ebooks.
1: ebooks E-books, yes. So, social media, e-books, get it online, take it